Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Good morning. It is time to get up with Mr. Mahomes' moment. How he can change absolutely everything with one more masterful performance. He's looking to spoil the Purdy party. But one former MVP is doing just fine at that on his own. Cam triples down. Here we go again and then hold everything. We've got a quarterback here who says everything you think you know about the top of the draft may not be true. All that and a whole lot more. Let's go, people. It's a Thursday of Super Week. Oh, look who's back. Tim Hasselbeck oh, is back in our studio. Long time no see. Good to be back. It's good to have the big fella here. The big fella here. Yeah. Harry's got that boy bad and a whole lot more. We are three days from Super Bowl 58 kicking off. And so let's kick off our show by filling in the blank. Harry. Looking ahead to the Super Bowl. Who is the most important player on the 49ers offense? Yeah, I'm going to go Christian McCaffrey. He actually led the NFL in rushing this season, but how dynamic he is in the pass game as well. If you're the Kansas City Chiefs, you have to understand where he is at all times, and you cannot let him single-handedly beat you and also make Brock Purdy feel comfortable within that offense. If you think he's going to have a big day, we got a boost for him on ESPN Bet. Meanwhile, D. Wood, fill in the blank. Most important player on either defense is... Fred Warner, the all-pro linebacker, the best linebacker mm. in the National Football League. We've seen that Travis Kelsey has just been phenomenal this postseason. Every postseason, it seems like we him trolling the middle of the field and, and making, making plays all between the numbers. Well, guess who's going to be in there right mm. there with him? It's this guy right here, Fred Warner, the best linebacker we have in the National Football League. Literally strength on strength in this matchup. And then, Tim, which team is better equipped to make a comeback should they need to on Sunday. I actually believe it's the 49ers. Look, we saw it in the championship game, their ability to come back. That guy, Brock Purdy, is a big part of the reason why. But they also have guys around him that I think you can trust. And while the receivers for Kansas City have played better in the postseason, I just don't know that you can actually trust them in some of the biggest moments in the biggest game of the season. So that's why I would go with the 49ers. Yeah, Chiefs played that whole game against Baltimore from in front. Niners played their whole game against Detroit from behind. Now, yesterday, and it was right around this time, we showed you what might be at stake for Patrick Mahomes. And the reaction was so enormous, particularly on social. I wanted to do it again. Just look at the company that Patrick Mahomes will keep. Let's put it up, Chrissy. In the event that he wins on Sunday, this is the entire list of players who will have won three championships and two MVPs in their first seven professional seasons. You'll notice none of them are wearing a helmet because no football player has ever done it. We're talking about Bill Russell and Larry Bird in basketball, only Guy Lafleur in the history of the NHL, and then baseball royalty, Musial and Mantle and Joe DiMaggio. That's the kind of thing that we're talking about here. So when you say to yourself, is Patrick Mahomes tracking towards being the GOAT? That's a ridiculously premature conversation. Tom Brady played till he was 45 years old. To suggest that a player can be the greatest of all time is going to involve a lot of accomplishments. But as far as the best, as far as doing things that have never been done, Patrick Mahomes could go to sleep Sunday night on that list. Which is insane, and I think what it means, at least for me, as I see that... I I think there are some records that you look at them or, or some accomplishments, you look at them and you say, 
well, that'll never be broken. Mm -hmm. No one will ever get to that point. Like, I look at Brett Favre in consecutive starts, and I look at that and I say, the game has changed so much. Like, guys get removed for concussion protocol. Guys, like, the money is so great. Like, will people keep playing for that long for that to make to sustain that type of pounding? Yeah. I don't think everyone gets anyone ever gets to what he did. Super Bowl wins for quarterbacks. I think it's very easy to sit and be like, no one's ever gonna do what Brady did. Mm -hmm. But man, if he gets there this quickly, <laughs> I feel like he can. Mm -hmm. And he can maybe surpass that, which that feels, at least to me, like a record that won't be broken. But here we are with a guy that's not even 30 who we're like, yeah, man, like he might get way past that. He's 28 years old. And it's worth pointing out that that graphic there is players in their first seven seasons, mm. which in theory, Patrick Mahomes is. But he's only played six. He will have done it yeah. in six seasons, which makes it all the more remarkable. And Larry Bird was the rookie of the year, his rookie year in the NBA. So he, he was factoring into that immediately. Mahomes didn't start playing until year two. Well, I think another piece that's dynamic about Patrick Mahomes, when you look at quarterbacks that were drafted in the first round that have the word dynasty attached to them, yeah. if you exclude Patrick Mahomes, in my opinion, it's only two people. Right When you look at Terry Bradshaw and the four Super Bowls he was able mm -hmm. to win, and also Troy Aikman, yep. I already consider Patrick Mahomes attached to a dynasty because when you can go to four Super Bowls and have four appearances in five years and have two MVPs and already win two of those Super Bowls, I'm going to put you in that dynasty category because of the consistency. But when you think about the landscape, that's only three first-round draft picks that have their name attached to dynasty. Yeah. It's, it's not common. It's a very interesting. I hadn't thought about it that way. We, we had a good discussion yesterday, D. Wood, uh, Hembo, and, and the crew and I did on radio about what exactly it is that constitutes a dynasty. And it's a little bit off of the subject of just Mahomes here. But does what Kansas City has done already constitute being a dynasty, even if they don't win on Sunday? Or do they need a third championship to solidify it? We could debate that sometime if we want to. But the reality of it is that's an interesting point that Harry makes. To be drafted by an organization and to have this level of success with that organization, pretty rare. It is pretty rare. You know, I'm always hesitant to, you know, throw out the word dynasty. I, I think that if you're able to... The Kansas City Chiefs are able to go out here and win this, win this one back-to-back, -back, first time since 03-04 Patriots. Yeah. You, you're in rare fire. Not just, when I look at Mahomes and what he's done in his young career, think about it. This man literally hit the ground running. His first year threw for 5,000 yards and 50, and 50 touchdowns. I mean, think about that. Most guys, even when we talk about the great Tom Brady, he had to, you know, kind of transition into being what, who we know as Tom Brady. Literally, Patrick Mahomes has came into this thing on, hit the ground running. So for me, I just look at what he's done in quite honestly in a short, short, you know, short period of time. Like it, it, it's it's hard to really wrap your mind around what this man has done this this fast, this early. F football history, if we're gonna get sidetracked onto this, I like it. I live for this stuff, it is defined by dynasties, right? The 50s were the Cleveland Browns, the 60s were the Green Bay Packers, the 70s were the Steelers, the 80s were the Niners, the 90s were the Cowboys. Brady and Belichick have owned the in-between, and now here comes Kansas yeah. City. I think the dividing line is three. I think you need three championships. There are a lot of teams yeah. that have won two. Yeah. I think you need three. I think he needs, if they win this third one, then I think yeah. we can say this has been a dynasty in Kansas City. You can also tell, like, when there's, like, fatigue for the team, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. I didn't realize that. Like, That's right. I'm started to realize, like, all these people have this, like, Patrick Mahomes fatigue, and I was like, when did this happen? Like, I think it's happening right now, which is aligning with your, I think, philosophy of that third one.
Uh, look, if you're getting tired of Patrick Mahomes, I'm not sure exactly what it is I can tell you. Did you get tired of listening to Mozart late in his career? Did you get tired of watching? Did you? Okay, let's, so let's not be ridiculous. Did you get tired of watching Michael Jordan later in his career? Did you get tired? Of, that's what you're seeing. But, but, you're but seeing Greg, someone like that. That's who Patrick Mahomes is, 100%. I, I don't want people to take for granted what we're witnessing from, that's my from, point. from Patrick Mahomes, right? Yes. We, we had the luxury in our lifespan to see Tom Brady, and now we get Patrick Mahomes. There may be a time in our lifespan when Patrick Mahomes is done playing football where we say to ourselves, damn, we wish we had that again. Mm -hmm. So while it's here in our face, we must embrace it because at some point it might not be here in our lifetime again. I want to make another point on this game as well because there's so many big-picture historical implications. It's not just Patrick Mahomes who I think has history riding here. I want to play, Chrissy, let's play what Marcus Spears said yesterday on our show about how Mahomes has elevated not only his franchise, but perhaps his head coach, Andy Reid, as well. This was yesterday. Andy Reid was known as a as a coach that gets into the playoffs and actually doesn't have success. And there was a narrative being created about who he was in the playoffs until 15 showed up. He's impacted not only solidifying the fact that a head coach that we all thought was really good and a very high-level coach to being a no-brainer Hall of Famer now. So, so Marcus says two things there. The first of them I agree with. I think Andy Reid's reputation in Philadelphia was to bring the horse to water, can't make him drink, all that stuff, losing all those NFC Championship games at home, not great clock management at the end of that first or the only Super Bowl he made in Philadelphia. But I think now to just say Andy Reid is a Hall of Famer is actually selling it short. Andy Reid is tracking towards being one of the two or three greatest coaches of all time. And I'm not sure people recognize his numbers, but let me read some of them to you, okay? Bill Belichick has the all-time record for most playoff wins with 31. Andy Reid has 25. If he wins Sunday, that's 26. If he sticks around another year or two, he could easily become the winningest postseason coach of all time. He's only 65 years old. He is the only coach in, in, in history to be the all-time franchise leader in wins for two different franchises, and these are the Chiefs and the Eagles. These are not fly-by-night franchises. They've both been around a very long time. He's the all-time leading winning coach in both of them, and he's actually not that far behind Bill Belichick in total wins either. If Bill never coaches again, he's at 302. Reed is at 258. He's 44 wins behind. He would probably have to coach five years to get there. That doesn't seem completely impossible. Andy Reid is actually tracking towards being on the very short list of greatest coaches of all time. Here's the deal. He had 11 playoff wins before he ever coached Patrick Mahomes. That's right. Okay? Bill Parcells has 11 career playoff wins. Right. Like, Sean Payton has nine. Tony Dungy, nine. Patrick Mahomes did not make Andy Reid. Like, this is what, like, Andy Reid, just because he hadn't won a Super Bowl before Kansas City, didn't, does not mean he was not an insanely good football coach that probably was still going to end up in the Hall of Fame anyway. Yes, but we don't talk about Tony Dungy and Bill Parcells with, as, and I love Bill Parcells, well, I, and love, I love Tony, but we're talking about Shula, for sure. Belichick, we're talking about the shortest of short lists. Yeah, which is, I think, why I'm reacting to the sound from Marcus. Yeah. I, listen, with all respect to it, like, I think that's a wild mess. I, I, I really do. Like, I think that's a wild mess in terms of the type of coach that Andy Reid is. I will say this, too. Look at the success that quarterbacks have had playing for Andy Reid. 
It is second to none. I don't care if it's Donovan McNabb, if it was Michael Vick at one time, Jeff Garcia, A.J. Feely was winning playoff games, Alex Smith. And but like, like, look, Rowdyus, his list of winning games with quarterbacks is different than everybody else's. Yeah. And that's remarkable. I think that's a lot about it. But it is fair to point he never won a Super Bowl until he had Patrick Mahomes. No, it, it, not, that's a major it is a fact. factor yeah. when you're talking about and having discussions about, okay, Andy Reid, what level is he on when it comes to the greatest coaches? The Super Bowl factor plays a, a major part in it. Now, I agree with you. I, I think Andy Reid is a phenomenal coach. And I also agree with some of what Marcus Spears is saying because before Patrick Mahomes even got to – the Kansas City Chiefs, or three years prior to uh, Patrick Mahomes starting, the Chiefs were 11 and 5, 12 and 4, and 10 and 6. So Patrick Mahomes went into a great culture, right. but at the same time, Mahomes took Andy Reid to another level. When we talk about the greats and the greatest of all time on a coaching mm-hmm. spectrum, what level did Andy bring him to? Because, right. Oh, no, no. He, hey, hey, listen, because he didn't play the first year. <laughs> That's correct. No, no, no. I, I, I don't, I, that part of it I thoroughly agree with. But there have been a lot of great developers uh, of players. Andy Reid has now taken that next step to where he's going to be in the tiny, tiny, tiny little room in the Hall of Fame with the very best coaches of all time. So that's one side of this Super Bowl. Coming up, we'll get to the other. The Brock Purdy debate has taken on startling dimension. Cam Newton yesterday decided he was going to set the record straight about where he stands. I'm not sure he took it anywhere different than it's been. You'll hear it yourself. You'll make up your own mind. Plus, is Caleb Williams the obvious choice for the Bears? You need to hear one voice say, maybe it's not as easy as you think. It's on the way. Get up on ESPN. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. 
Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Get Up is brought to you by Abbott Elementary. New episodes Wednesdays at 9, 8 Central, stream on Hulu. We roll on. Our next game is Fact or Fiction. All right, Tim Hasselbeck, if I said Rex Ryan's going to be the next defensive coordinator in Dallas, is that fact or fiction? I'm saying it's fact. So I live in Nashville. Rex lives in Nashville. I was on a flight with him. I'm the new head football coach at Ensworth High School in Nashville. I approached him about being my defensive coordinator. I could tell he has something else going on. Wanted to talk ball, but he would not commit. So I'm saying it's fact. Rex, call me. I don't know like what's going on here. We need to talk. Uh, D Wood, you're next. Russell Wilson will lead the Steelers to the playoffs. Fact or fiction? Oh, uh, if this move goes down, I think it's fact, man. Like, listen, I, I think that. One thing we talk about with Russell Wilson, he's still one of the best deep ball throwers in, in the National Football League. And Arthur Smith, the new offensive coordinator over there with, with Pittsburgh, the way they like to run, he likes to run his offense. I can see him featuring exactly what Russell Wilson does best, and that's pushing the ball down the field. Could be some interesting turns here. We'll talk about it later. Meanwhile, Harry, let's go to the top of the draft. The Commanders will trade... For the rights to Caleb Williams, fact or fiction? It should be fact, but it's going to be fiction because I believe the Chicago Bears, if they're smart in their right minds, they will not allow this to happen, Greeny. That's just how I feel. Yeah, I, I, you're not the only one who feels that way. So Mike T, who is our general manager, Mike Tannenbaum, was here yesterday. I asked him how he would handle the Caleb uh, Williams situation if he was the general manager of the Bears. He did not mince words. If I'm Ryan Poles, the GM of the Bears, I'm calling him up and say, Caleb, you're a Bear. You can move here in April, start learning the offense, May, June, July. You can wait to Halloween. But you're a Chicago Bear. Find real estate because this is where your future is. When I see the commander's calling, I don't even answer. Doesn't answer the phone. Why are you laughing at that, Tim Hasselbeck? It's just on par for Mike T. Mike T always wants to reset at the quarterback position. Get, hey, get a quarterback on a rookie deal, build a like, – like, he always wants to do that. Like, and I would just say, like, be careful because you might not be there by the time – like, I just think that I, – I, and I would also say this – there's this like assumption for some reason, we're not even fully into the evaluation process of it, that Caleb Williams, we're sure he's the best guy? We're sure he's the best quarterback you in tell this me. class? I don't think that he is. And I think there will be other people that feel the same way I do. I think Drake May will be the best quarterback in, in a lot of people's, on a lot of people's boards when they come out of this evaluation process. I have had multiple people say to me, that by the time this is over, by the time we get to April, it, to, to your point, we are at the very beginning 
of a process in which, to be fair, a lot of times people outthink themselves, they outsmart themselves one way or the other, but that when it's all said and done, there will be teams that rate Drake May higher. Now, for those who don't know, you do ACC games, yep. so you've seen a lot more of him I've than many had Talk to me. Ten games Tell of me. his in the last couple of years. Here's the deal. In terms of the physical stuff, he will be on par with the guys that we kind of ooh and ah about. Mahomes, um, Josh Allen, guys like that. Herbert. His, at his size, to move the way he moves, to see things the way that he sees things because of his height, because of his feel, his competitive nature, his intelligence. And in the offense that he played in in college, the offenses, I should say, you know, they're not necessarily a direct correlation to the things that he will be doing in the pros. His ability, I believe, with how it projects to be able to control the game better uh, at the pro level will be something that separates him from maybe other guys. And, and so with that, I think like when it goes through the process, there is nothing physically that will scare you off. Mentally, and I think the competitive nature and the leadership part of it, people are going to absolutely fall in love with him. Absolutely fall in love with him. And then I, I think he's going to be one of those guys that's an actual, actually a better pro than college player. This is going to get interesting because – Every conversation that we've had here, and most of the people we've talked to over the course of this week or so this story has been going on, have approached it from the standpoint that Caleb is a clear-cut, <coughs> excuse me, one, and that's the guy everybody wants. If you're Chicago, look, every team likes, you know, different flavors of ice cream, whatever it might be. If you're Chicago and you think that the space between these two quarterbacks is extremely narrow and you could trade down a spot and get another first-round pick or something like that, then that becomes a slam dunk. The reason not to make the trade is if you just believe Caleb Williams is generational and everybody else is not. Well, that's why I differ from Tim. Okay, Because I think enough. Caleb Williams, and I'll go back to his freshman year, when Oklahoma had a fourth-and-one situation, you talk about instincts, yeah. being a football player, and taking the ball from his running back and gaining and picking up that first down. You can't coach certain things like that. Also, the ability to be able to improvise on a consistent basis because we have a lot of players in the National Football League that can play on script, but when things break down, are you at your best? And I love that from Caleb Williams. He's also a dual-threat quarterback on top of the board. And when it comes to Chicago, in 2007, they took Mitch Trubisky over Patrick Mahomes and also Deshaun Watson. Right. Remember Deshaun Watson before he got to Cleveland? Yeah. He was a very Superstar. dynamic player in the no National question. Football League. Yeah. Last year in 2022, they had the number one pick. They traded down. They could have gotten C.J. Stroud. Right. We've seen him, and I think he's going to you know, end up being rookie of the, of the year. You can't go three for three when it comes to quarterbacks. I don't think you can be at number one and trade out of that spot and not get a guy like Caleb Williams. It's, it's worth pointing out, I know you know this, but C.J. Stroud wasn't even the first quarterback taken in his draft. So three for three is a relative term. Again, if, if you think Drake May is that level of good, it changes the conversation. I understand what you're saying. If Caleb Williams is definitively better, then, then that, that is really sort of where we're starting as a base. Yeah, everything starts with what, what does the Chicago Bears organization think of Caleb Williams, right? Like, if, if you think he's that generational prospect, you don't, you don't do anything. You don't, you don't move out of that spot. But, but, if there are people, especially with the Chicago Bears organization that looks at these quarterbacks, especially the quarterbacks that we're talking about, and say, wait a minute, it's really not that big of a deal. We can add more, we can gather more assets to continue to build around, you know, whether it's, you know, a Drake May or keep Justin Fields. And, and because guess what? Guess what we have on Justin Fields that we don't have the, on the other guy? We actually have film 
in the National Football League on Justin Fields. And all we need to do is continue to build around him. I think that's where that's where this whole discussion, uh, you know, where it goes. I also don't want to disrespect Jaden Daniels because he also had an opportunity to win a Heisman this year, and he did that, and he was the most dynamic player yeah. in, in college football. So I, I do want to add him to this conversation. Well, to Tim's point, as I'm preparing for the draft, I'm looking at these things now, and we're early in the process. But I would say more of the mock drafts I've seen have Daniels going second ahead of May. All of them have Caleb going first. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of them that have Daniels going ahead of May. Yeah, and listen, those mocks might be right. I'll say this. I've, I've been working at ESPN for 15 years, and so looked at the quarterbacks every year when they come out. Yeah. I think he's as good of a prospect as anybody that I've seen through that entire time. Drake yeah. May. Drake May. Okay, really interesting. Look, you're going to hear a lot of this as we work our way towards the end of April. I'm glad we got a different perspective on it. Meanwhile, you want some perspective on one of the two Super Bowl quarterbacks? Well, here it comes. We're looking to spoil the Purdy party. One former MVP is doing just fine at that on his own. Cam has tripled down. You'll hear it next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Bob Williams was the first black player of the prestigious Lakers franchise. In 2015, he and his wife Marietta were able to meet and speak with Kobe Bryant, who told him, thank you so much for paving the way. Bottom of the hour, you're watching Get Up on ESPN. Our DraftKings Sportsbook predictions are brought to you by DraftKings. Let's go more or less. Tim, Patrick Mahomes, more or less, 259 and a half passing yards on Sunday. I'm going to say more on Mahomes here on this one. Look, I just think that, look, he's so good, and, and they're not afraid to throw the football if they're ahead and they're running out the clock like that play right there. And so I think because of that, I think he ultimately gets to that number because I think they put it on him. And yeah, the answer with Mahomes is always more. <laughs> very, hard, very hard to say less. Yeah. A D Wood, Travis Kelsey, more or less six and a half catches. Well, if the answer with Mahomes is always more, yeah. I'm going more here. Yeah. I'm going more with Travis. Listen, we've seen what this guy's been able to do in the postseason. And look, going back to last, you know, last week in the AFC in the AFC Championship game against that duo of linebackers in Baltimore, we saw you know the plays that Travis Kelsey was able to make. He's going to have another hard task against this San Francisco 49ers, but 
It's Travis Kelsey, damn it. I'm going more. I mean, Harry, let's go to the other side. Brock Purdy, more or less one and a half passing touchdowns. Well, huh, it's Brock Purdy, damn it. He's going to have more. <laughs> yeah, y'all want to say that about the other guys? Nah, but, but seriously, I think Kyle Shanahan, you had two weeks to prepare for this game. George Kittle has to be huge in this matchup. We know Brenda Ayuk and what he brings to the table. Christian McCaffrey coming out of the backfield. And last but not least, Devo Samuel, I'm going with more. All right, so there's been so much conversation about Brock Purdy. I've made the observation he may be the least polarizing person in the world, and yet he's become an extremely polarizing topic, particularly leading up to the Super Bowl. Cam Newton has been in the middle of most of that. He went on with Dan Patrick yesterday, and it's at the beginning you'll hear him saying, I want to sort of put all this to rest. And then he pretty much says it all again. Give a listen. I think we have to stop this narrative that I do not like Brock Parody. That's not the case. I'm a fan of Brock Parody. But I just call it how I see it. And I think what he's been able to do with getting guys the football has been something that we've seen um, a lot of people do, but not at this level. Game changer is at the top sphere of talent. Are you saying... Brock Parody is in that realm. So, what? So, what? Yes. Brock, not Brock that, Purdy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, yeah is I mean, listen. on purpose. I, 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 I don't make up my mind. I, I don't know. You, I have no. I have no idea. But I, listen, I watched that whole interview, and I, I thought it was a. I thought it was a great back and forth between him and Dan Patrick. But I think what what, what Cam was talking about was like. I'm not dis- – you know, we're, we're taking this game manager thing to, to a place that it shouldn't be, like, being disrespectful. He wasn't being disrespectful. He's saying, like, he's, a, he's going out there and being an elite point guard. That's exactly what Brock Purdy is doing. He's being an elite point guard. Anytime you're talking about a guy in the same breath, again, that's, you know, with Joe Cool, you're doing it at a very, very high level. All, I think all Cam Newton was talking about in that, in that same clip, would you put him in the same class as – you know, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, you know, Lamar Jackson. No, because those guys are what he, what he classifies game changers. So, I get it. So, in terms of putting him in the class of Patrick Mahomes, no. I mean, I think that we talked about at the top of the show. That, like, who else is in that class? Maybe nobody, right. potentially. So, all these other guys. Yeah, why not? Like, this idea, this narrative of, like, hey, everything is just scripted. He takes his three-step drop, and then the ball comes out on time to some amazing, amazing player. That's how everyone says game in it. It's not true. Like, I think you have to be blind to think that's true. Let's take a look at the championship game. That's a guy literally in his face as he is ripping an in-cut. Nobody does it better than that. That's as best you can do it. Find me the on-schedule play here. Somebody does that, you know, Patrick Mahomes does that, it's all oh, Patrick Mahomes great. Josh Allen does this, hey, it's Josh, okay, can you believe Josh Allen just escaped and made that play there? That's not on schedule. How about this play here? Is this on on schedule play? Vanilla V. Oh, hey, that's not that's not an on schedule play. Yeah. They had 40 yards rushing or something like that in that football game. Like the reality is like people saying like, hey, he's just managing the game is not paying attention to all of the offense that he is creating. Like, we love, you know, uh, Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes because of the way they create offense. He's creating offense. Like, I, I watch him do it. Like, that's literally what he's done. That was an excellent tape, and that's all from one game. And it does, I think, 
I don't know how many games everyone has seen him play. The 49ers were maybe the best team in the NFL all year long, so you saw a lot of him play. But that, all those plays come from one game, and they are, I think, the contrary of what most people associate with him. It was the difference in the game. He won the game in the second half. Of that, there is no well, question. Well, that's what I love about your video, Tim, because after that NFC Championship game, I posted those videos on my social media to, to show people that, you know, we, first of all, let me say this. We had Warren Moon on our radio show yesterday, Freddie yeah. and Harry. What did he say? And we talked about the game manager situation. And he said he, he just don't understands it because every quarterback is asked to manage a game, right? Every quarterback is asked to do that. Now, where it gets dynamic, when things get off script, when the play breaks down, can your quarterback take you to another level? And what we're seeing right here from Brock Purdy in the NFC Championship game when it's third and four and you need a first down on a drive to kind of put things away, he was able to pick that up with his legs. When it was second and 11 and it's not there, he was able to do it, right? When you have a blitz coming, a linebacker off the left side of the field and you get the ball and you understand because you can process things to Christian McCaffrey and then he's able to stiff arm C.J. Gardner-Johnson. That, those are the plays that Brock Purdy is making that a lot of people are trying their best to ignore, but the proof is in the pudding. It's in the tape. It's a really interesting – look, I, I guess the reason it's a good debate is because it's an interesting one. He does things most people don't associate with him. The great ones have to manage the game and then can take it beyond when they want to. Sometimes, to use Josh Allen, who I have been defending vigorously, and I don't take back a word of it all year long – the one thing every once in a while you wish he would do is manage the game a little bit more, and that, that is the opposite of the conversation. Greeny, the reason we're this discussion has really been coming out, I honestly feel like it's because of the draft status. I, I honestly feel I that way. I, I, I feel like because who are the quarterbacks that we, you know, he, he, you know, we, he mentioned? We mentioned the Patrick Mahomes, the Josh Allen, Lamar. Guess what all those guys have in common? Yeah, first, first round. round first yeah. round guys. I've said if Brock Purdy was drafted in the first round, would we be having this discussion? Hey, no. I, I hope people understand what a big breakthrough this that, that just happened is. You got a first rounder, yeah. okay? <laughs> Guys that literally, like, they just have a different air about them. First round money, right? Never is given seventh round money credit. Like, good luck. That's a big breakthrough. I, I mean, to, to I, admit that. I am a humble guy. I am a humble guy. Here. You're a humble guy who I, lives I, in a museum. <laughs> I've seen your house. But, but, but I think yeah, so many people, their, their, their mindset tells them this is what their starting quarterback supposed to look like and they just don't want to appreciate Josh Allen. He looks like Waldo walking in without the glasses to get ready for a game. But he goes out there and he balls, and he, and he, gets the, he has the respect from his teammates. So there's one other factor. There's where he was drafted. Yeah. There's his physical stature. Yep. And the third one is, you know, I'm going to say this in duck, because every time I say it, people yell at me. We saw Jimmy Garoppolo, who was essentially not in the league, I mean, cannot start for anybody anymore, Take this team to the Super Bowl not so long ago yeah. with this coach, who we all think is one of the great designers of offense that we've seen, and with a lot of these same parts. And that would make that will lead some people to believe that, hey, it isn't that hard to do. It's easier to do it there than it might be in a lot of other Let, places. Let's pause for a second really quick, because the game that these two played last year, yeah. I watched that game three Which times. Which two? I'm sorry. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and also the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Oh, these teams. Okay. I'm saying to myself as I'm watching that film, Jimmy, just run. If this was Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy would have took off. Brock Purdy would have improvised. I'm literally saying that as I'm watching the game between these two teams in 2022. 
If you would look at the production, though, between the two guys, and because every team is different each year, you yeah. know, strength of the team. And look, they have a good defense in San Francisco right now, but the production is is different in terms of what's been put on the shoulders of Brock Purdy. I, I just I think this idea that he's not creating offense, and there are some quarterbacks that are you know Charlie Checkdown. It's not there, and like hey, they're getting the ball down and uh, mm-hmm. ball out, and it, but that's not actually not how he's playing. Right. That's and see like to me that's the total difference in all of this. Is is a guy creating offense when it's not perfectly scripted? Like Brady's a decent example. Not not an amazing athlete but he was able to move in the pocket to still make plays. Like, that was a differentiator. Brock's doing similar things. No question. By the way, I just want to make sure everyone is aware. What you were looking at here is the starting battery of the quarterback in the center at Boston College. (laughs) We'll talk about that later. Anyway, DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. And for Super Bowl 58, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the app. Use the code GETUP when you sign up. DraftKings Sportsbook, the crown is yours. Much more as we continue. Could a giant free agent hit the market this offseason? We have the perfect place for Saquon to land next. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Man, that boy bad. Oh, no, 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 no. Man, that boy bad. That boy bad. Boom. Oh, oh, damn, Green. That boy bad. That boy bad. 
That's what it's saying. My goodness, Queenie. That boy bad. So watch it. Come here. I'm going. Oh, my goodness. That boy bad. Let's do it again. That boy bad. All right, against his better judgment, Tim has been talked into taking part in this segment here today. It is sweeping the nation. It is Harry's tribute. And today, it features basketball players. Yes, Let's sir. go. It's time to add some soul to Tim Hasselback life. Here we go. Number one, we have Kevin Durant. It's basketball season. It's right around the corner. Uh-oh. Kevin Durant. Uh-oh. Giannis, don't Yo! forget the man. 6'11", Giannis. Uh-oh. You was defensive player of the year. You were supposed to block that. But Giannis, Kevin Durant said, I'm the slim reaper. And and the griefer and the keeper, Kevin Durant, y'all, dead boy, bad. You're going to come along at some no, point, no, Tim. No, I'm going to no, call no. you out every time. Next, we're going to have LeBron James. I call him the Kane. We see, he playing against these young bucks, the class of 2003 oh. high school draft class. Oh. We used to say growing up, get up, get up, and dunk on his head, LeBron, and then make oh. the stink face. Look at the stink face. Look at him. Do you mm. belong? He's basically asking, yeah. do you belong in the NBA? <laughs> He's the king. I left my crown at home. Sorry, Green. I'll make sure I have my prop next week. LeBron James, Woody, that boy, bang. Last but not least, we got Luca. Luca, Luca, Luca. Playing with his food a little bit. Playing with his food at the top of the key. Drains the three-pointer. Luca, I've never seen a guy, him and Jokic, the only two players in NBA history, in my opinion, that get literally one inch off the ground and ball every <laughs> single night. But look at this one from the logo. I'm used to seeing Damian Lillard do this. I'm going to start calling him Logo Dunkic. But Luca, <laughs> that, that boy, boy bang. Well done. Oh, Tim, but we have no, to up with relax. Everybody relax. Everybody relax. We have a bonus one. We have a bonus. We're going to oh. go to the Pro Bowl. Let me see. We're going to go down to the program. Oh, I want our guy. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Everybody say they can go out here and throw passes and hit these targets. Look at D.O. Yeah, D.O. D.O. the three. I see D.O. hitting the three again. Oh. But watch D.O. He's going to hit the four. The four is coming up. Hit that four, D.O. Do it for the people. Boom. Oh. Look at the four right on target. Do it for the people. Here go the ten for the win. Dan Olofsky, y'all. Oh. I got it. D.O. That was really good. He actually outdid the active quarterbacks yeah. in that competition. Yes. He beat out C.J. Stroud and Baker. In a button down. In a tie. Yes. <laughs> Perhaps that's what he was missing during his career. Perhaps had he been dressed that way while he was playing, things would have turned out a little bit differently. I don't know one way or the other. Anyway, let's play a game of who you got. Let's pick some NFL awards because they're getting handed out. Here we go. The candidates for offensive rookie of the year. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, Sam Laporta, Puka Nakua, Bijan Robinson, and C.J. Stroud. D. Uh, D. Wood, who you got? Come on, man. I'm going with C.J. Stroud. This man, Art, this man had the best rookie season of any quarterback in NFL history. I mean, to go out here and put together the type of season that C.J. Stroud had, there is no question of mine. And I love Puka. Puka is like, that's my dog right there. But C.J. Stroud, He's going to come home with that award. The only person in our group who didn't pick the quarterback is our quarterback. How do you explain that? Well, listen, and it's hard to argue against C.J. Stroud. I think that could easily be the answer. I just look at what Puka did. I think there was a large stretch, maybe the entire year, where he was the best receiver in all of football. And I think that what he accomplished in terms of the attention that was on him and he was still producing – in an offense that really needed him to produce, like, that to me was a difference, man. Yeah, I'm not going to fight against him. I think Stroud could have been in the MVP yep. conversation. All right, candidates for Defensive Player of the Year. 
Deron Bland, Max Crosby, Miles Garrett, Micah Parsons, TJ Watt. Tim, who you got? I'm going Micah Parsons because I not only do I think he's the best defensive player, or was the best defensive player, but he's kind of the most versatile as well. Mm. The way that he gets used, the problem that he creates, I think he'd be the hardest to game plan for because mm. of how they move him around. And not that other guys don't get moved a little bit, but he gets moved so much in terms of where they play him. Put the picks up there on the screen because you were the only one who went with Micah. You guys both going T.J. Watt. Yeah, I'm going T.J. Watt. Led the league in sacks, but also we know what it looks like for the Pittsburgh Steelers when he's not on the football field. Yep. But then when he's on the football field, we've seen that offense get stagnant and not live up to their end of the bargain. And the Pittsburgh Steelers won games because of that defense led by T.J. Watt. They were literally, Pittsburgh was a top five defense like with him on the field. Without him, they're like 31st. Like, that's, that's all I need to know about your impact on the defense. I went with Miles Garrett because he made Joe Flacco a hero. I mean, <laughs> the Browns, could you have worse court? It would be like the Former Jets, Jets quarterback Joe Flacco playoffs okay, this yeah, year. Yeah. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. The number of quarterbacks they went through, and that defense carried them, and he is, um, he is the immovable object, that's for sure. Okay, comeback player of the year. Um, and Harry, the only one of us not going with DeMar Hamlin is Harry, you're going with Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I gave Baker Mayfield a lot of grief in his career up until this point, but what he was able to do with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, resurrecting his career, leading him to a division title, winning the first playoff game versus the Philadelphia Eagles and where they dismantled them as well. And then we, we had all kind of questions about the Eagles to end the year. Uh, I just thought Baker Mayfield did a great job orchestrating things at the quarterback position for the Tampa Bay Bucs. Here's how I look at this one, guys. I've, I've made this point a few times uh, on the radio. What DeMar Hamlin is coming back from is so unprecedented, they should rename the award in his honor. It should become the DeMar Hamlin Comeback Player of the Year um, for now and until eternity, and then you could give it to somebody else. But what he came back, the man almost died on the playing field and came back and played an NFL game. Yeah, I mean, it's just, like, for me, it's just hard to to top anything like that. We all know, we all remember that scary scene in Cincinnati on Monday Night Football with DeMar Hamlin, and, and like, it's just an easy choice for me. I think it's easy to, like, to say, like, oh, hey, he came back. But, like, you know how easy it would have been to walk away? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and just say, hey, like, like, it's not worth the risk of that. Like, I think the courage that it takes to come back is, is I mean, remarkable. That's, that's the point. It, it, you can't compare anything to what he did. I like Harry's point. I mean, Baker Mayfield, in the traditional sense of this yeah. award, I, I think makes a lot of sense, which is why I genuinely do believe they should name the award in DeMar Hamlin's honor. That said, Saquon Barkley actually finished third in Comeback Player of the Year in 2022. Now everyone's trying to figure out where he's going to go in 2024. Here's our Jordan Renan on Saquon's future in New York. I'm starting to get the feeling now that they don't use the tag. The Giants want to keep him, but they don't want to pay him. The magic number is going to be $24, $25 million guaranteed. They weren't willing to get there last year. Saquon wasn't willing to budge. Saquon, you're going to be 27 years old. That's the number where they'd say, hey, running backs, this is where they kind of fall off the cliff. 27 years old, right around there. To me, it seems like it's headed towards him hitting free agency. Headed towards free agency. What do you think of that, Harry? Yeah, I love it. Uh, For Saquon Barkley, I understand you want to be close to home, but for a guy in which we all believe he deserves the contract that he deserves for what he meant to the New York Giants and his football team, sometimes it's okay to just walk away, right? I think he should end up in Houston with the Texans, with C.J. Stroud. We see Christian McCaffrey and what he means to the San Francisco 49ers. It's the same offense. 
you just think about how dynamic C.J. Stroud and company could be if they had a guy like Saquon Barkley that makes that offense even more dynamic than it was in his first year as a quarterback and also D'Amico Ryan's first year as a head coach and Bobby Slowick's first year as an offensive coordinator. You know, it's fascinating because we sit here and we say, which team could use Saquon Barkley? The answer is every team oh. could use Saquon Barkley, and yet no one will pay him the amount of money. The, the running back position has just found itself in this place. Tagging him again is still a possibility. Yeah. So, like, the, the reality is, like, it's not so clear, hey, he's going to enter into free agency. Tagging him again, I mean, is probably what is going to eventually happen. I just think this. The number of teams that have regretted resetting the running back market with their running back is much greater than the number of teams that are like, yeah, we're glad that we paid this guy yeah. all that money. And so because of that, it doesn't mean they're not valued or they wouldn't help nearly every team in the National Football League. It's, do you want that contract three years from now? You most likely don't. Does it matter in the locker room? Like, we've heard some giant players, Kayvon Thibodeau and others, suggesting, hey, the, what they're doing with Saquon here isn't right. Does that actually make a difference to the Giants, will, will it have any impact? I think guys in the locker room talk about it. Like, you, you, like you know, like guys in the locker room, like you know who you, the guys you re really respect as players. And I'm sure in that New York, you know, Giants locker room, they, they they have a profound respect for Saquon Barkley and everything he means to that organization. Think about you go out there and pay Daniel Jones yeah. all that money, and yep. then Saquon Barkley is like fighting to get paid. Come on. One last thing: the state of Texas, no state income tax. I know Saquon, you're tired of playing, paying for it up here. Keep, <laughs> keep a lot more of your money, boss. He's what about them? A, what about them Cowboys? Yeah, he's not alone. Cowboys. Know. Listen, I mean, there's not a team in the league that wouldn't <laughs> be made much better by having Saquon Barkley tonight. Hannah Hidalgo, a number twelve. Notre Dame take on Kiki Jefferson and number 15 Louisville. We got coverage beginning 6 Eastern on ESPN and the ESPN app. Coming up, it is Mr. Mahomes moment. How he can change absolutely everything with one more masterful performance. That's next. 